Thank you for listening to Remodeling Mastery by Mark G. Richardson, produced by Surefire Local. Over 50,000 people have listened to Mark's podcast series specifically for home improvement businesses. You can subscribe to this podcast on any mobile phone using iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcast. Hi, I'm Mark Richardson, and welcome to Remodeling Mastery. Remodeling Mastery is a podcast series that's designed to really help you think about, reflect, and take your business to the next level. What I try to do is interview very interesting people out there that are not only having their ear to the ground, but also are really leaders in the remodeling industry, a whole series of interviews. I encourage you to go back and listen to some of those interviews of some of those folks that have taken their business from a very small scale all the way up to 10, 20, and even $100 million in revenue. I also try to take, I think, relevant topics, topics I just feel out there that you should be hearing about. I thankfully am in a unique position that I get a chance to touch many of the leaders, but also all around the country and some of the changes that are happening in terms of the technologies and different consumer buying processes. This podcast series is supported by NARI, the National Association of the Remodeling Industry, as well as Professional Remodeler Magazine, and produced by a leading digital marketing group called Surefire. Before we get into our interview, uh, today I want to talk about a topic that I think is not only one that I'll be kind of dripping little thoughts to you over the course of the next three to six months, but also I have a webinar that's actually coming up in the next 30 or 60 days on this topic of digital fitness. Now, as many of you know, I wrote a book on how fit is your business, and the intent of that book was really to help you understand that your overall health, your goodness in your business is a product of a series of 10 different things. It wasn't just your cholesterol levels. It's also your blood pressure. It's also your stress in the business. And I think if you start to think about the digital fitness in the same methodology and thinking, I think you will be more successful. So this morning, as I was kind of diagramming this topic for today, I was thinking about a particular image of an analogy or metaphor that I think everybody could appreciate and understand. And that is a bicycle wheel. Now, a bicycle wheel, as you know, has a whole series of spokes. Now, for those, whether they're serious or recreational bikers and get out, if you have one of those spokes, which let's just say there's five to 10 spokes, depending on the type of bike it is, if you have one of those spokes that snaps for some reason when you're out on a bike ride, you actually uh, have uh, kind of reduced performance. You're not really going at your peak. You can probably continue to ride, but you have to be a little bit careful. You have two spokes that uh, actually, uh, you have two spokes that actually have either snapped or broken. Then at that point, you're not in good shape at all, but you can actually continue to ride the bike and probably get it back to your original destination. If you have three that are weakened, then the bike is going to fail. You can't ride the bike at that point. So I use that kind of imagery because I think when it comes to digital fitness, you need to think about all the different spokes, not just one or not just two. 
I oftentimes ask people, you know, how do you feel about your digital presence? How do you feel about your website and the different kind of ways that you communicate and texting, as well as certainly uh, some of the different newsletters and e-blasts, those things that you do? And people, because they're doing one or two of those things fairly proficiently, they oftentimes kind of check it off the box. Yeah, we're doing okay. You know, for those that have been out there speaking about remodeling, we've talked, you know, 10 years ago, we used to say technology would revolutionize this industry. Now we've actually said it has revolutionized this industry. So I don't have, and I'm not intending to really be an expert on all the different spokes, all the different elements here. However, you know, it's been said, if you don't know all the answers, at least know the questions. And I encourage you to really challenge yourself to really look at the question. So let's just take a look at some of those spokes. And I've actually jotted down seven different spokes, I think, when it comes to digital fitness that I would encourage you to look at. Number one is very fundamental, and that's your knowledge. Your knowledge in terms of your ear to the ground and changes of what's happening in terms of the digital technologies that are out there. You know, in the past, we were looking at obviously people working on, you know, computers and then laptops. And now it's all about the mobile technologies. Now, how is it different if someone's either communicating or actually uh, reviewing something on a mobile device versus at, at, on a laptop computer? It's very different. The screen is very different. So your fundamental knowledge when it comes to overall kind of digital technologies, I think, are really important. So that's one element. The second element is communication. Now, needless to say, communication is really the key to success to so many things, whether it's internal communication, communication with your clients. You know, how is your kind of digital fitness when it comes to communication? You're interactive with a client in terms of when they contact you. You know, one of the interesting things in talking with Mark from Marlamar, who's a texting service, a texting expert, is that, you know, in the past, people would respond to you, you know, generally fairly quickly when it came to email. But now, you know, it's only about 70% of those emails really get responded to if, in fact, they know who you are. And if they don't know who you are, it might be only 10 or 20%. And oftentimes, those were, are within a day or two. However, the texting technology, usually people are responding to that uh, within literally two to four minutes of getting that actual text. Now, you think about that for a minute. All of a sudden, that's kind of a game changer. So when it comes to communication, is your texting technology an integral part of how you're communicating when a prospect calls you? Uh, are you, in fact, confirming appointments and leveraging some of the texting technology in terms of portfolio, in terms of videos, in terms of actually dripping information about your company? Email etiquette. There's so many elements, I think, when it comes to appropriateness uh, of digital technology, certainly when it comes to emails. So that's number two, the whole communication kind of spoke, so to speak. Uh, the next one, I think, is, is really the branding and advertising kind of elements when it comes to digital. You know, those companies that are out there that are doing a lot more newsletters or podcasts or e-blasts, you know, clearly You've got to be careful not to overwhelm the client with it. So it's not just a question of uh, what you're doing, but it's a question of how you're doing, what's the cadence, and what's the best way to do it. But I think that whole advertising element today needs to be something that you need to have your 
knife really sharp. Number four that I wrote down was social media. Whether you like social media or not, or whether you participate in social media or not, that's really not an option. And even many of the social media sites that were going to friends and family, they're certainly overlapping in terms of the business elements right now. And if you're not really putting the right level of attention in social media today, I think you're going to fall back. Whether again, whether it's Instagram or Facebook or LinkedIn, any of these different social media, but there's also a lot of different kind of outliers out there. Those that are, I think, leveraging social media are also leveraging effectively videos, and they're trying to be assistive to the client and really educational to the client. What's interesting in Google, and I've done a lot of work with Google, they were actually talking about the importance of transparency when it comes to different kind of things. And the more transparent you are, I think the more the client potentially trusts you. Search engine optimization, changing very fast, SEO. You know, a lot of times when people say, yeah, I work with a company that, you know, positions us. Well, take a look at where you are now in terms of your search engine uh, optimization compared to the way you were maybe even as little as three to five years ago. Oftentimes you're falling way back. So really staying on top of that in a very aggressive way and having, I think, organizations that really give you the tools and the platform to be able to do that, for example, like a Surefire or others, I think will really be able to help you. Number six, which is an interesting one, is paid search. Now, the paid search format, if you really talk to the experts in the industry, is really moving to the top. If someone can't see you when they do a search on page one, they're probably going to move on and call or contact someone else. So that paid search and how you go about doing that, I think is especially important today. Number seven on my spokes, which is certainly not the last of the spokes, but it's the last of the spokes that I want to talk about today is reviews. You know, managing those reviews is really critical. There's a lot of different ways to do it, but you got to know how to do it. You know, the reality is if you have 10 reviews there and you have one or two that are not great, then chances are you're going to get a lower grade and people are not going to call you. However, if you have 20 or 30 or 40 reviews, those one or two poor reviews on there oftentimes just don't become significant. And at least Google's done some research. They don't want you necessarily to be a five star because in large part, chances are homeowners won't trust that. They won't believe that. You know, they've actually talked about people that are at about a 4.5 or a 0.4.7 are really in the optimum place when it comes to those ratings. And my point when it comes to reviews, it's not just a matter of having a lot of them, but it's knowing how to manage that process. It's knowing how to communicate when you do have a good review or a bad review of how you approach this. So the long and the short of, I think, this whole opening here is you need to ask yourself, you know, what is your digital fitness? And just like when it comes to your personal health, you need to look at it holistically. You need to look at it. If your cholesterol levels are high, but your blood pressure is low, you need to get out and do what you need to do to lower the cholesterol down and certainly maintain a really healthy blood pressure, as opposed to just focused on one or two things. Technology's here. It's not going to go away. Those folks out there that certainly think, oh, my business comes from personal referrals. Uh, or all high-touch kind of things, 
are not necessarily the healthy growing businesses. And it's not going to quite be an option in the future of whether you're involved in digital technologies. It's going to be a necessity if you want to even be in business. So I encourage you to take a little time, join us on this webinar coming up in the next few weeks, uh, where we'll bring on experts of these different things, almost like doctors of these different elements of health, where they'll be able to not only uh, articulate much better than I certainly can about these, but they'll also be able to allow you to take a, a test, a test to say to yourself, how do I really measure up? How do I really fit relative to the rest of the world? And then therefore, what's the prescription of what I need to improve upon? So again, stay tuned here. Also, we have a great thought leader interview coming up. So please don't, uh, don't move on. And again, as I've always said, you know, it's really important, I think, to subscribe to these podcasts, not necessarily just listen to them one off. If you look at them kind of like a whole series of chapters of insights, you're really going to take your business to the next level. So take care and I'll speak to you soon. Hi, Mark Richardson here, host of Remodeling Mastery and certainly excited about a lot of things happening in the industry. Many of you have been listening to this podcast and other interviews with many of the thought leaders. Well, we've got a chance that you can actually meet these thought leaders and interact and ask a lot of questions of the thought leaders. Coming up in Chicago on September 12th and 13th is the Extreme Sales Summit. The Extreme Sales Summit is an exclusive event. Uh, it's actually led by Professional Remodeler Magazine, and it's at the Lowe's Hotel. It's something that should be very, very interesting and exciting. Uh, there's a lot of different things that this event is really trying to accomplish. Uh, one is we're going to be having speakers there that are focusing on kind of the future consumer and how to sell to them. Uh, an organization that many of you have heard of, Google, and their head of the industry is going to share some of the uh, insights that they have on how consumers want to be sold today, and this is going to be shared. Also, we're going to be looking at different sales models that are out there, the selling of you know, innovative organizations like Tesla and the medical industry, and certainly some of the other retailing, and how that really overlaps to the remodeling sales process itself. Selling financing. Many people out there today sell financing. However, the reality is financing is all about how about increasing your close rate and seeing better results. We're also going to be looking at sales culture and how to retain and keep top gun salespeople. You know, high tech versus high touch. Today more than ever, you need that balance. And at the Extreme Sales Summit, there's going to be speakers sharing some different technologies to be able to take your sales game to the next level. So as I said, in addition to everything else, many of the remodeling thought leaders, including Brian Gottlieb and Bill Baldwin and Vince Nardo and many others who you've actually heard on this podcast series are going to be there, not only interacting certainly with the group and the crowd, but also uh, they're going to be there certainly speaking and sharing more insights. So there's many different partners there to try to help and support from the marketing industry, certainly from the financing industries, from also the products and processes out there. So I encourage you to check this out. Uh, again, it's coming up September 12th and 13th. 
and it is in Chicago at the Lowe's Hotel near the O'Hare Airport. Very easy, in and out, and I encourage you, and I look forward to hopefully meeting you myself directly then. Take care. Welcome back to Remodeling Mastery. I'm your host, Mark Richardson, and today we have uh, a very special guest and certainly a good friend, not only to myself, but many in the industry. It's Erica Taylor. She's the Director of Content for uh, Professional Remodeler, uh, one of the leading uh, publications, certainly for those that want to take their business to the next level. And I've asked uh, Erica to kind of give you all a pulse of kind of what she's seeing out there in the marketplace and what some of those kind of hot trends or hot issues. I think that oftentimes we're so focused with blinders on just kind of getting through the day and the week. We don't necessarily appreciate, you know, is what we're experiencing similar to what others are? And and Erica is you know, here to at least give you some of those interesting things that she's seeing. So welcome to Remodeling Mastery, Erica. Hey, Mark. How are you doing today? Doing great. Doing great. So, you know, in in preparation for this, I I asked uh, if you could just come up with, you know, two or three kind of things that you see are happening out there. So what's, what's number one on your list? So a big one that I've been hearing about for quite a while, but I'm seeing a little bit of a shift now, is this idea of transparency. So it is the idea of how or the question of how transparent should remodelers be with homeowners about their costs and sort of in their bidding and how much do you break down an estimate. That is a question that's been around for a while. What I'm seeing shifting is the demand on the part of the homeowners. I'm hearing a lot of remodelers talk about that there's this expectation increasing from homeowners that they, they should just know exactly where their money is going. They should just know all of the remodelers' numbers. And I also hear uh, many in the remodeling community say, well, you know, no consumer would expect a dentist to reveal their margins if they're going to do a root canal. And while I certainly understand that logic, my response to that would be, nevertheless, it has to be addressed. If for a remodeler today to just not address the question of transparency and how transparent they want to be, I believe is to be foolhardy because I'm seeing so many companies deal with it in in a whole variety. Well, you know, just to kind of expand or reinforce or support what you just said, you know, uh, the, the folks at Google, which have obviously some not only influence on a lot of different things, but one of the things they have access to is a tremendous amount of consumer survey and data. And in a recent conference, actually, that both you, Eric, and I were at, that one of the leaders at Google shared that, you know, when a homeowner does not see some sort of pricing transparency, uh, in the process, whether it's on the website or certainly in the interaction, about two-thirds of them think that you're hiding something from them. They think that you're not necessarily forthcoming and honest. So whether you want to believe this or not, I think the reality is there's a lot of people out there that are saying that that's the way they feel about you. So I think that's a, it's a really, really important topic to really consider. 
So what's uh, what's number two on your list? So number two, I think, is a different mindset around technology that I'm seeing. So today, when dealing with specifically younger homeowners, but to a lesser extent, all homeowners, what I'm seeing is that how a remodeling company handles technology is becoming sort of a checkbox on the homeowner's list of items that they're looking for when selecting a remodeling company. So for instance, there's an expectation, again, largely among younger homeowners, millennials, that you're going to have uh, sort of real-time access to the project. There's going to be some kind of robust project management system in place around technology, and that the presentation of design and of invoicing and of all systems around the project are going to be tied together and streamlined in a technologically robust format. And it, again, it's that, that question of expectation, this is becoming an expectation now on the part of consumers. Absolutely. You know, I think this notion that we've had in remodeling of it's all about the high touch, it's also about the high tech today. And I think the more that you can make that an integral part of the experience, I think it's critical to your success and it really sends the message. So do you have uh, a third one for us today? I do, actually. Um, it has to do with social media. Another shift that I'm seeing is that traditionally social media is used to spread news or uh, for marketing or for you know, personal interactions with people. And uh, to, to a lesser but growing extent, it's also been used specifically on YouTube to educate people. So if you want to know how to change the starter in a 1997 Toyota Corolla, there will be somebody on YouTube showing you how to do that. And what I'm seeing is, is that remodeling companies, uh, a lot of tradespeople that work with remodeling companies are using social media, YouTube, and to a growing extent, Instagram, as a way of educating themselves about construction best practices. And a lot of remodeling companies are even showcasing construction best practices on YouTube and Instagram uh, as a way of sort of showing themselves as a leader in education or a leader in um, just, just uh, practice, best practices. And that this is increasingly becoming a learning tool that I'm seeing in the industry. You know, it's, it's, it's so true and so interesting. And, and again, at the same conference that we were at with Google, one of the things that they highlighted is Consumers today want you to be assistive, that assistive is a, is a kind of a theme, and one of the ways to be assistive is to, you know, provide them some insights and education via technologies and certainly videos and those kind of things. And what, what's also interesting is that remodelers historically have kind of shied away from those homeowners that say they want to do it themselves, but in another little data point that they shared a couple of years ago about one-third or 34% of the homeowners that say they're a do-it-yourself, they ultimately come back and hire a pro. And in large part, I would at least argue it's a product of them kind of realizing that this is more complicated or more challenging. And if you, you know, put this out there, as you say, in the form of a video in terms of best practices or insights or even installation techniques, you might find that that's actually a good reason for them to call you. So any Excellent. final comments, thoughts, Erica? I, uh, these, are, these are fantastic. 
Um, I would just say that what I'm hearing from a lot of people is that um, the year continues to shape up to be strong. Um, certainly it's regionally based data that I'm getting and it's all anecdotal, but um, I'm continuing to hear not a nice degree of optimism overall about how projects are going and how the industry is going. Well, thank you for joining, certainly Remodeling Master today. I encourage you if you found this beneficial, you can always reach out to Erica through uh, Professional Remodeler Magazine or certainly through my through myself and through Surefire. And, uh, you know, this podcast series, again, is supported by my friends at, at Professional Remodeler as well as NARI. And I encourage you to, you know, continue to listen, but certainly give us feedback as well. So thank you for listening to us today, and we look forward to an episode in the near future. If you liked what you've heard, take a moment to subscribe to Remodeling Mastery on your phone using your favorite podcast app. It's available on all the major apps like Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and SoundCloud. Go ahead and post in the comments what you learned and any questions you have for Mark, and he may answer them on an upcoming episode. Thank you again for listening to Remodeling Mastery by Mark G. Richardson.